Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 535 and ACDC in Rock 102. It's going to be cloudy this morning, but clearing up this afternoon, a high of 43. And then for tonight, eh, I'm not so sure you're going to want to hear this. Cloudy with a mix of snow and rain overnight, low of 30. Tomorrow could be a little sloppy. Morning snow clearing by the afternoon with a high of 33. 18 degrees right now in downtown Springfield. Your chance at winning a uh, Amazon Echo Dot coming up with code word Alexa. Around uh, 7.50 this morning, we'll tell you the next code word could be worth an Amazon Echo Dot that could be yours. How cool is that? There's other stuff, too. Dave Coombs is here filling in for Steve Nagel this week. It's 5.36 on Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 552 and Led Zeppelin on Rock 102 with uh, Bax and Dave Coombs from Laser 99.3. Good morning. Highs in the low 40s today with sun and clouds, so not too bad. Uh, just uh, just a little bit of a heads up. Um, I am all out of tellable jokes. Uh, <laughs> last week, I, uh, I solicited for uh, youth people to uh, submit a joke. And uh, and you came through. Some you were funny. People. Some were funny. Some were uh, horrible and uh, not arable. So uh, again, on Facebook, go to my page at uh, on, on Facebook. Uh, the uh, the the question is okay. I'm out of jokes. I need your best ones as soon as possible. On air shoutouts hang in the balance. So uh, <laughs> go to Facebook, contribute a joke. Maybe I'll tell yours. And if I do, I'll even say your name, that it's that your fault, not mine. And so the word best is a little inexact there. Oh, no, no. It, it, there's, there's, no there's no question about it. Everyone has a best joke. It doesn't mean that it's good. Okay. But, but that's, uh, that's what we're looking at. So please help if you can. Hey, what do you say we hop right into some Hollywood trash with Dave Combs from Laser 993 and Rock 102 and Rock 102? All right, let's get right to it here. Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox are engaged. And the engagement. In what? Well, the engagement ring oh, oh, is like- making a, a little bit of a splash. Machine Gun Kelly recently telling Vogue magazine that, quote, the bands on the engagement ring are thorns. So if she tries to take it off, mm. it hurts. Will she be a Mrs. Kelly or a Mrs. Machine Gun? Uh, you know, I don't know. That's a good question. He also said I was l- thinking about it all day. I'm glad, glad <laughs> I brought it up. He also said that love is pain, and that's why he put the thorns on her engagement ring. Hmm. And she's wearing it. She agreed to the whole thing. Yeah, now love love really shouldn't be pain. Hey. Or love hurts, I guess, if you're Nazareth, right? Yeah, but you don't go into it thinking, how can I make this marriage its most painful? Love is oxygen as well, if you look at it from a different perspective. Yes. So we wish the happy couple a long and healthy life together. Do we know know where they're registered? Like a gun shop or something? Yeah, that that makes sense to me. You know, something something like that. Uh, Maybe a pot dispensary. How about at a Dick's? I've never heard anyone uh, register for uh, having a, like a bridal registry at a Dick's. I, I, you know, I think I think just go ahead and roll the dice and go ahead and get him something. Why not? Yeah. Sure. Comedian Louis Anderson has cancer. Same type mm. that befell Mark Hoppus of Blink-182. And he got free of the whole thing back in September after six months of treatment. So maybe that bodes well for the comedian Louis Anderson. I hope so. He's actually a very, very nice man. We wish him well. Have you interviewed him before? I have. Not here, but I have interviewed him before, and he is a very, very nice man. TV Line reporting that NBC has canceled Ellen's Game of Games 
after four seasons. Can this woman get a break? <laughs> the show featured DeGeneres leading contestants through a series of games for a chance to win $100,000. Oh, man. It's just like everybody's against her now. The news about the cancellation comes after she announced last year that the Ellen DeGeneres show would conclude after 19 seasons. DeGeneres claiming the controversy she faced in 2020 regarding workplace toxicity is not the reason for the ending of the talk show or the game show. No, of course not. No, it has everything to do with the fact her audience has completely abandoned her because of the toxicity. Right. Revenue is down. Listen, the networks are in for a little toxicity as long as the cash registers are still ringing, right? Listen, if you ain't making money, you ain't going to have a show. Mm-hmm. It's as simple as that. I mean, look at us. We're just, we're rolling in cash over here. <laughs> rolling in it. Speak for yourself. Bono. Well, I, I was, actually. <laughs> Bono has appeared on the Hollywood Reporter's Awards Chatter podcast, and he admits that the sound of his own voice makes him cringe. He says he's gotten better as a singer over the years, but the early years, he said he couldn't sing worth a dime. Now he thinks he's a pretty good singer. And also, by the way... kind of cringing over it. Yeah. Also, by the way, he doesn't like the name Bono. Well, you know, sometimes when you you choose a moniker Mm -hmm. when you're 17 years old... And you're stuck with it forever. You just say, "Oh God, what did I do that for?" Like uh, apparently, like Queen Latifah, mm-hmm. kind of done with the the Queen Latifah thing. Or Machine Gun Kelly at some point. Probably. Machine Gun Kelly is some at some point going to say to him, "I wish I had used my own name." Yeah, I'd like to be just Mr. Megan Fox at this point. Well, Bono could revert to his regular name, which is Paul Hewson. I mean, he could do that if he wanted to. He could make the declaration right now. How many times has? Uh, did Prince go back and forth? Uh, Kanye West has been how many different names for crying yeah, out loud? Yeah, and that's affected his career not in the slightest. Exactly. So go ahead, Bono. Change to Paul Hewson. We don't care. Speaking of names, Elvis Costello. Telling Rolling Stone, nobody calls him Elvis anymore. He says, I never really hear it because my family doesn't call me Elvis. They call me by my initials. DM. DP. DP. And I don't even know what Elvis Costello's real name is. Uh, Declan McManus. Oh. So, but, but, the, but he's the called. P, the P must be like a Patrick or I, something. Well, it's, he, he says it's a secret identity. Yeah, sure. It's like being Clark Kent, he says. It's just a name. It's just a brand. So that, but that goes to exactly what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. You, know, you, you pick a name when you're young, like a stage name, a nom de plume, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. uh, a nickname, and you're stuck with it forever. I mean, I would hate to be known simply as a, a nickname and not ever have to use my full name okay, you know, on a professional level. Whatever. I mean, that would be at a certain point when you get into your 50s or 60s, you start thinking, hey, listen, uh, I've had this nickname since I was a child. <laughs> would you like to go back to Mike Baxendale? Is that what you're saying? No, no. Why would anybody want to do that? But I'm just saying, you know, picking a nickname. You think like 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 Charo ever regrets just going by Charo? This is what made these people famous. Uh, part of my problem in radio for all these years is I didn't choose a flashy nickname. I'm just Dave Coombs. Oh, I don't I'm, know. Re- I think Dave- I'm my real name. That's horrible. I think Dave Coombs has got like a like a Hollywood panache <laughs> yeah, to oh, it. All right. Yeah, sure. Speaking of Hollywood, Pinterest is predicting style trends for 2022. All right. Based on some internal search data and what's going on in Hollywood. Mullets are high on the list for 2022. <sighs> along with 
night dresses. I really thought mullets would just die and never come back. No. Like, the, like the fanny pack, but yet that came back too. I'm seeing all sorts of wide receivers and NFL players wearing these fanny packs on TV, by the way. And we were talking about that over the weekend, watching playoff football. Like, what the hell do you keep in your fanny pack? If you're a wide receiver, for crying out loud, you've got the gloves on. Yeah. What What else do you need in your fanny pack when you're running down the field attempting to either catch a pass or make a block? Are those the fanny packs or the hand warmers? I guess. but it, I, what, think it's the, a, I think it's a, in football, it's a hand warmer. But then put it in the front. Why have it in the back? It's sort of like a mullet. I mean, what? Why? It's in. It, it's. I'm, see, I'm trying to reach in my back right now. Put the put the fanny pack in the front. Listen, all I carry with me is a wallet, my keys, and a phone. Mm-hmm. I don't really need any satchel to, to, to carry my other stuff. <laughs> it's just, a, I, I, I don't. It's a man purse, by no, the way. I, I, no, it's an urban carry-all. Uh, I've got some of the other style trends for 2022 based on Pinterest's research, and I'll get to it later in the show. That's it for your Hollywood trash. I'm Dave Coombs filling in for Steve Nagel. We've got sports coming up in a few minutes on Rock 102. If you And now, Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Blow with the King of Snow. Get an errands at Rocky's. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Hey, great news, everyone. The Winter Olympics in Beijing, China begin in just over 15 days. Now, in light of all my many potentially debilitating health problems, I will not be participating in, nor will I be attending the Olympics this time around. That's four years of diligent training that may have gone to waste. Sometimes, that's the sloppy stew of rancid garbage that life sometimes hands to you. But it's not just the bum knee or the annoying heart arrhythmia or my annoyingly, notoriously bad feet that prevent me from participating in the Olympic Games. It also has something to do with China being a dictatorial communist regime but does not offer convenient direct flights in and out of Bradley Airport. The other reason I've chosen out of the international competition is that the communist government of China appears to be rather nosy. According to reports, Olympic athletes, journalists, and audience members will all be required to download a controversial and possibly intrusive app to their cell phones known as the My 2022 app, 14 days prior to your departure and arrival on Chinese soil. This app allegedly offers voice chats, Olympic news, file transfers, geo-tracking of all your movements, political censorship, all with a lack of solid encryption software that would normally protect your identity and personal privacy. The, uh, the Chinese Olympic Organizing Committee denies that the app compromises anyone's privacy, and yet athletes throughout Europe are already being told uh, to leave their devices at home and temporarily replace them with burner phones instead. Listen, I'm sure the Chinese government, with all their other problems, have other things to worry about than my top score on Candy Crush or which talk TikTok videos I'm following, or who I'm sharing political secrets with. I cannot imagine that my curious movements and activities would be of interest to anybody, never mind a shifty international government known for their intrusive policies and human rights abuses. So go ahead, bring your phones to Beijing, download their Olympic app, just remember to bring your charger and add Richie Neal's name to your emergency contacts, just in case. But hey, an MMI Yappin' Sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. A 35-peat right-angle ratchet set, 20 bucks. A 24-piece mechanics tool set, 20 bucks. It's the Craftsman 20-buck tool sale at Rocky's Ace Hardware. Craftsman socket sets and more. 
Good deals right now at your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Oh! <laughs> rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 6.15 at Rock 102. What are you laughing at over there, for Christ's sake? Uh, Share! I, uh, like 20 minutes ago, I said, uh, hey, uh, I'm all out of jokes. Mm-hmm. I'm looking for one for uh, for you know this hour. And uh, most of the ones I've seen, are, you know, they're just okay. Mm-hmm. And then someone had one that I'm, I'm uh, I actually, I just, I thought it was stupid but funny. Awesome. And uh, that may be the one I tell. I, right. I don't know yet. I, I have to see what's uh, coming. Uh, people are posting on my Facebook page uh, jokes to tell and shout outs will be. Uh, will be given All right. to the well, best joke of the morning. Uh, joke of the day, about 10 minutes away here there on Rock go. 102. Uh, highs in the low 40s today with sun and clouds. So in the Hollywood Trash segment, I talked about new style trends for 2022. And by the way, Happy New Year. I guess I can still say that. It's still January, right? It's okay. You're uh, you're 19 days into it, though. All right. I mean, well, I don't, I, what's, at some point, don't you say, eh, we're into it all now? I, you know, I'm, I think I'm still in on January. Happy New Year. Okay. And especially when I'm looking at these style trends that Pinterest put out. This is interesting. So I was saying that mullets are on the list of style trends for 2022. And you mentioned how you thought that they should have gone out of style a long time ago. But, you know, it, these things are cyclical. They just come back around yeah, again. But, but there are some things like that should never come back, like, you know, powdered wigs. Mm-hmm. You know, we're never going to go back to powdered wigs. With, with the, the fake black dot on your cheek, that was something from like uh, Victorian England or yeah, something like yeah. that, right? I mean, uh, I don't, I can't imagine that we're going to go back there. And I thought the mullet at the time was like the powdered wig of the 80s Mm. but apparently we're going back to it it's funny if you look at photographs from like the 1920s or the 1860s or i don't know when when photographs began but if you look at photographs from different decades those styles come back around again in different decades like the 1960s or the 2000s or whatever you know especially look at you know hairstyles for guys mullets in particular uh, you know did you have one mullet I had really, really long hair. Long hair back in the seventies. Really long hair. Really long. Yeah. And I also had a porn mustache. No and, kidding. And a perm back when I played goalie in pro soccer. You didn't really. Because you remember Shep Messing? Do you remember him? Yeah. So, so he, that was his style. He had a, like a perm and a, and a mustache. And I'm like I'm going to look like Shep Messing. I uh, I had a mullet for a little while, mm-hmm. and uh, it, it wasn't well advised. In mm-hmm. fact, when I when I came into town in '95. Yeah, it was the it, look. It was mid nineties. Mm-hmm. I didn't know any better. I was coming from the Midwest at the time. How was <laughs> I supposed to know how stupid that mullet would look? So in the Midwest, it was like high style then, right? To wear the mullet. Oh back, yeah, back then? no, that was. Listen, yep. if you didn't have a mullet, you weren't you weren't even part of the game. I can't imagine you with a mullet. Do you have photographs to prove that? By the way, I think it'd be fun to, to post those later yeah, on. There, there's got to be. There's got to be. Uh, in fact, John and I both mm-hmm. had simultaneous mullets. Wow. Yeah. Uh huh. And his his uh, didn't go away until I believe twenty nineteen. Wow! I'd like yeah, he he held on to that mullet for an awful long time, and, and, and until he decided to get rid of it, or until it was just it no, was just until, impossible to have longer hair. I believe there was a girlfriend who insisted that ah, he get rid of the mullet. Gotcha. Well, I have I have photographic proof of my perm and porn mustache, so I'll have to dig that yeah, out. Yeah, I, I never later. I never had the perm, but I I don't think I got a single haircut in college. 
<laughs> I just lied and let her. I just let her go. You're spending money on more important things like pizza and beer. Yeah, I was too busy giving away my plasma for right. fifteen dollars. Exactly. Why waste that hard-earned cash on a haircut? Well, aside from mullets, some of the new style trends for 2022, according to Pinterest, night dresses. I guess to be like a like a muumu is that basically what that is? A, like a, like a like like you know, like pajama kind of thing, night dress. Like, like a nightgown kind yeah, of thing? I think, but, you know, just sort of to wear. I mean, you see kids wearing slippers all the time out in public when they're shopping at a mall or something like that. So I guess right. night dresses would go along with this. The The occasional muumuu is okay, to, regardless of your gender. I, I, I Listen, I, I don't... Th- I'm not a big pajama guy to begin with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll, I'll Again, I, I'm usually ski pants and a parka mm-hmm. uh, when I go to bed, but that's it. <laughs> I have. I do not own pajamas, so I'm not, I'm not down with the night dresses either. Uh, bedazzled accessories are on the list of style trends for 2022. Do you have any bedazzled accessories? No, actually, I don't have any. Uh, I haven't had a diamond stutter or a bedazzler in my possession in many, many years. Well, it doesn't mean you couldn't get it done at some mall kiosk somewhere, right? I think you'd have to find a kiosk at a mall. <laughs> well, don't they have what? bedazzling they use- <laughs> stores somewhere? I don't know. I mean, I don't even know. <laughs> I'm not so sure. Tooth gems. Dental yeah. gem work. Yeah, no, I don't. Uh, I don't High on the list for style trends in 2022. No, I, I don't like anything. Listen, I, I I get crazy if like there's a piece of spinach in my teeth. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I, I'll obsess about it for hours. Mm-hmm. You put like a like a like a like a stone in my teeth. I'm gonna I'm just gonna be like sucking on that tooth all day well i'd be the one i'd lose the gem by the way out of my teeth somehow it would get dislodged i'd either swallow it or it would pop out somewhere you know when i'm driving along in the oh, summertime yeah. and go out the window be gone forever so i i would lose the tooth gem yeah no i don't uh, i don't i don't need that i don't i don't need that i need i i had um uh, a a charge and a credit card once it was a fake you know one of those fake charges like mm-hmm. someone had stolen your credit card mm-hmm. or stolen the number sure and someone uh, was in, was using my card in Florida to buy themselves a seven hundred dollar set of grills. Wow, seven hundred dollars! Mm-hmm. And I got the exact, uh, you know, they gave me the style and what kind of grill it was. Right. Like, it was probably worth seven hundred dollars. Yeah. I mean, it was a, it was very ornate. And if I were you. Know, you know, if I were you know interested or in the market for a set of grills, right. that would probably be the one I'd want to invest in. So you got reimbursed. And, I got but, reimbursed. But do you have the satisfaction of knowing that the guy was or girl was busted for the crime? I, I don't know if they were ever if they were ever busted, but hmm. uh, yeah, I, I did recoup the loss. More, Thank God. More style trends for 2022 based on Pinterest: high puff hairstyles. Think Tom Brady's current quaff, right? He's got, if you notice, I mean, he changes every year or two, uh, depending on Giselle's preferences, right. probably. And so he's got the high puff hairstyle going on right now. Uh, uh, like, a, like a beehive or just uh, like all blown out? Well, yeah, I think probably the latter, but I guess it depends on uh, which gender you are and how old you are. Again, the beehive, yep. very much like the mullet. I haven't seen that one come back. Like no, like there are no women out there saying, you know what? I really think we should bring the beehive back or right. a bouffant. Right, a bouffant was a very appealing hairstyle. Mm-hmm. You never see that uh, out there in public anymore. Well, I think according to these predictions for 2022, you're going to start seeing that high puff hairstyles. It's uh, what, 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 one one more. Let's do one more. All right, 
Well, I got to do two quick ones here. Okay. They're the last ones on the list. Checkboard patterns to your clothing, like some of the horrible sport coats that Bill Cower wears on TV. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah, those are nice. And then something called goth business casual. I guess like Marilyn Manson, but... <laughs> but going to a meeting? Yeah, right. Like you'd, you'd send them out on a sales call. <laughs> Goth business casual. Uh, no, I think I'm going to pass on that. All it's right. uh, 620, almost 624 with Bax and Dave Coombs from Laser 99.3 and Rock 102. It's 626 with Bax and Dave Coombs from Laser 99.3 and Rock 102. Relatively warm today. Highs in the low 40s. A mixture of sun and clouds. You know, I feel like I'm uh, I'm, I'm going and, and, and playing with fire with this whole joke thing. Like, mm. uh, like I'm... I'm almost asking for trouble. You know, if, if I say, listen, I, I need jokes, I need jokes, you know, uh, ASAP, mm-hmm. then what I get are jokes that seem to be, you know, rushed out. You know, I mean, they, like some people have put some jokes up there that have uh, been pretty funny. Some people are giving me the same exact jokes they gave me last week. Uh, and then you stumble across one that I laugh to myself and I don't even know why. And I think that may be the one I'm going to tell. All right. Well, the great thing is, you know, we just, again, blame somebody else. Yeah, that's uh, that's the whole thing. If, uh, if uh, you don't laugh, I can't possibly take credit for it. Okay. This is going to be somebody else. So let's laugh. Tell okay. me. Tell me what's funny. It's Bax and O'Brien's joke of the day. Well, it's nice to find a fellow with a keen sense of humor. On Rock 102. Oh, my God. That is hilarious springfield's classic rock all right so this joke comes from uh from tony okay here's the uh here's here's tony's joke okay ran out of toilet paper the other day started to use lettuce leaves mm-hmm. uh today was just the tip of the iceberg tomorrow remains to be seen ah. oh, yes, tony. two different types oh, of lettuce yeah, in there that's it man that was almost almost good booyah Bax and O'Brien. It's 630 with Bax and O'Brien at Rock 102. It's time for news, and it is uh, brought to you by absolutely nobody. Filling in for Steve Nagel this week is Dave Coombs from Laser 99.3. All right, well, Westfield's busy, Bax. Yesterday, it was the Citizen Police Academy, the new Friendly's Cafe, and the Penguin Plunge. Today, Betty White, the Whip City Animal Sanctuary, has raised... More than $5,000 in a fundraising deal Monday to celebrate what would have been the 100th birthday of the late actress. The organization had made social media posts leading up to January 17th touting the, quote, Betty White Challenge in order to celebrate the late actress's love for animals and animal conservation. So in the name of Betty White. 5000 bucks and counting to the cool. Whip City Animal Sanctuary in Westfield. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Boston Mayor Michelle Wu earlier this week defending the city's indoor COVID-19 vaccine mandate for customers at restaurants and other businesses. The mandate went into effect Saturday, and she argued that the move is the best tool to protect public health and that many owners of businesses sought clear rules that leveled the playing field and kept workers and customers safe. The city policy in Boston now requires patrons 12 and older when they go to restaurants, sporting events, gymnasiums, theaters, and other venues in Boston to provide proof of at least one dose of the vaccination. So all you children 11 and younger, 
No problem. Right, and it's not possible. They can't communicate any sort of disease. No. Um, I'm seeing more and more people who have gotten uh, gravely ill who mm-hmm. are now saying, you know, I, I wished, uh, I wish now that I had paid attention and had taken these precautions seriously before I got gravely sick with this horrible disease. It, it, it seems to me that some of these rules are arbitrary. I mean, like some of them, sure. They, I mean, they talk about the masks, and I get it. And I'm a rule follower. I wear the mask when I'm on an airplane or when I go into a business that requires a mask. I got the mask on. But then there are other experts that say that these paper masks aren't really effective. No, um, they're not. The paper, the paper ones are not that effective, and neither are the the, uh, the cloth ones, the yeah, fabric ones. Right. Only the N95s are are uh, are really effective. Yeah, but, and. But yet, you know, staying away from people, uh, getting vaccinated, it's really all we've got. Yeah, these N95 masks, I don't want to look like I'm doing some spot welding every time I go out into public. I mean, that, that's that's an extreme measure. Plus, they're very expensive, are they not? I, have you, I, I haven't checked. What are the cost of these N95 masks? I, I, uh, I, I've just basically put to like a paper towel and some rubber bands together, and I thought that would probably be just as good. Apparently not the case. Well, so, I, so if you're asking me what the cost of these things are, I, I honestly couldn't tell you. All right. Well, we're going to have to look into that maybe because that's probably the next thing coming down the road for us. The N95 masks are going to be absolute necessities. Who knows? Well, there you go. Now, there's a new dating hack made possible by the pandemic. A woman in the UK is going viral after she used a fake COVID test to get out of a bad date. So... She went to the bathroom in the middle of the date and got a friend to text her fake positive test results. So it looked like she was positive for COVID-19. Wow. She brought it out of the bathroom and showed it to the guy. Oh, my God, look, I, I'm, I'm positive. Yeah. And, and he bought it, didn't even question it. And he, he went scurrying out of the restaurant. She then met up with a friend, went to a club, and hooked up with a different guy that she actually liked. Now, what happens if uh, her date winds up showing up to the same bar? Right. Well, yeah, wait, what about that? Then you're busted. But I guess you take the, the these are the chances you take. These are the risky maneuvers in the dating world here in 2022. Yeah, we mentioned this last week. Uh, you know, there's a lot of people out there whose uh, physical appearance is actually enhanced by the more that's covered up. Yes, because it, it directs your eyes to their eyes. Yeah. Which is normally a more attractive feature on people. It's like I've uh, I've noticed that uh, you know, there's a lot of people that uh, that I've met since uh, this whole thing began that I didn't realize what they looked like <laughs> until their mask was off. Yes, and once I saw them with the mask off, I'm yep. like, ooh, yeah, put that thing back on. <laughs> That's right. And with the N- N- N95 mask, by the way, you'd see the whole mug. So if you're going to get the N95, that's what it's clear plastic all the way down, right? No, it's uh, well. I mean, they have the face shields, but okay. it's uh, it's it's it, it covers more uh, more space. It's a tighter fit, but it's clear plastic it's, all the way, right? So no, no, no. You, the uh, the N95 also got the filter in it too. Oh, oh yeah. okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Okay, I'm thinking of the ones that that look like a plastic face shield. Now, yeah, that, that no, must be something. That must be even a different level. You're of either mask. you're either a Boba Fett or you're a welder. Oh. Those are those are the two uh, two <laughs> options. All right, I gotcha. Americans are clamoring for those free at-home COVID-19 tests. Now, we talked about this. I got one of the ones that I purchased at CVS, and yesterday we were talking about the government-issued ones that you could start applying for, right? Yeah, and actually, uh, they were only supposed to be available starting today, 
but they uh, they actually uh, decided, hey, why don't we why don't we open this thing up a little bit earlier? That's so right. Na- so now you can uh, you can get it uh, by going to the uh, the government website, which I believe is uh, I had it here. It, it's it's covidtests.gov. That's it. Covidtest.gov. And I'm sure it'll work fine because as you know, the US government would never launch a website that would not work. Yeah, kind of like the uh healthcare plan that we were all offered uh, four yes. or five, six years ago, whatever. That was a huge boondoggle. That worked out terrific. And again, it's COVID tests plural dot gov the biden administration yesterday making the site available as you just said in a quote beta phase well you remember when you had to sign up to get uh, tested for uh, for covid early on mm-hmm. and you also had to go to a website that didn't work for a couple of days right. because no one knew how to handle it that's right yeah this is i'm sure i'm, I'm sure they would never do that again well according to the white house this move of making it available one day early in its beta phase is a quote standard part of the process typically as it's being kind of tested in the early stages of Mm. being rolled out i love the phrasing there from the most powerful entity in the united states the white house it's kind of being tested in this phase this is a this is a way of the government uh, covering its own ass and saying (laughs) it's a beta phase it's where you know we're it's not the full launch right that way, when you don't get your COVID test between uh, 7 to 12 days, don't blame us. You were in the beta phase. <laughs> so, in other words, they've got their excuse built in in case things go wrong. Yes. Mm-hmm. They're masters of the beta phase. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, if you try covidtests.gov a day early, or if you're in there already or you've attempted it, love to hear from you here on Rock 102 to find out how it's going for you. Visitors to the Springfield Museum's newest exhibit, at the Springfield Science Museum, we'll learn what permafrost is and why it's important to climate change. The new exhibit is called Under the Arctic, Digging into Permafrost. And apparently, it's all about the stuff. Okay. You can get hands-on, you can do a clinic, you can do a one-on-one with some of the scientists there, and it's built for kids and other enthusiasts of permafrost. So I just went on the uh, I just went on the COVID test mm-hmm. uh, website. Yep. You ask you for your your contact information, first and last name, email, mm-hmm. and then shipping address. Okay. And I think that's it. All and right. then you get four tests. Well, that seems pretty straightforward to me. I'm wondering if I should even try it. Why not? What, what, no, what no. do you got to lose? I mean, if I get the test, I can always give them to somebody else. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I've, yeah. I've already, I've got an immunity for what, like another three or four hours before I could catch it again. I think, yeah. What you, you do your own beta test? Let's yeah. go. Let's. Uh, how, yeah. How close are you? Are you one keystroke away from? No, I gotta, oh. I gotta fill all this baloney out. All right, but I don't need a credit card, and it goes uh, through USPS, and there's another efficient system right there. <laughs> well, you combine the best of the. All possible worlds when it comes to U.S. of A. Oh, man, the government is there to help. Uh, So we had the Springfield Museum's new permafrost exhibit on display at the Springfield Science Museum. We have other educational news here. The Agawam High School is in need of repairs. Sagging ceilings. Teachers working in closets. Really? Yeah. And uh, other problems. Apparently, part of the issue when it comes to Agawam's high school in need of 
wait for it, $26 million in repairs. Oh, they should be able to come up with that, no problem. Right, we we'll just go on that uh, government website, that debate face thing, and there must be some sort of other click that you can execute. How about a GoFundMe page? Right. I'm sure they can grab like $20 million by the end of the afternoon. Yeah, speaking of that much, we need a little bit in repairs here at the Rock 102 Studios, <laughs> which also can... house laser, of course. And, you and know, we can probably do it at a fraction of the cost. Exactly. Where do, where do we apply for that? There must be some sort of federal grant we can get since the own, our own company is not willing to provide well, some of the basic... We don't... Uh, we don't ha- I, as far as I can tell, I haven't uh, smelled or seen any evidence of an airborne virus or mold spore in a couple of days. Right. Well. We're doing pretty good. Hey, there's a campaign spot from a guy named Gary Chambers. He's seeking a senatorial gig in the state of Louisiana. And he's making news because of the content of his campaign spot. Here it is. States waste $3.7 billion enforcing marijuana laws every year. Most of the people police are arresting aren't dealers, but rather people with small amounts of pot, just like me. I'm Gary Chambers, and I'm running for the U.S. Senate, and I approve this message. Yes, Gary Chambers smoking a big, fat blunt in that campaign ad. No kidding. I love it, man. That's wow. great, right? You don't see that very often. No. You, well, you wouldn't. I mean, you I mean, you don't see that here in Massachusetts. <laughs> right. I mean, you imagine? Which like, is too bad. Yeah. I mean, there's loads of politicians around the area. It wouldn't be, I mean, if a guy is sitting there with a, like a bong and he's doing bong hits in his campaign commercial. Right. I'd almost want to vote for the guy. Well, and, and marijuana is already legal, recreationally here in the state of Massachusetts. Now, so why not? And what state is this guy from? Louisiana. So that's probably not legal there. It's not yet. Really? But that's one of his goals, is to make it legal. So he's actually breaking the law in a state in which he wants to be the guy to write new laws. <laughs> maybe maybe he filmed the television spot in some state where it is legal. I mean, right? There's some sort of, like, work around there. Yeah, but I, but I don't think you're supposed to actively break laws in your campaign commercials. Well, that's not going to stop folks from voting for Gary Chambers. Well, it'll probably win based on that. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I want to see this ad now, by the way. Oh, yeah, you got to you gotta go look at it. Because I got to <laughs> see what this dude looks like and how big is the blunt. Maybe it's just a fake blunt. Maybe he, maybe that's the way he's getting around it. If folks maybe tried to bust him on this, well, look, it's illegal to smoke pot in the state of Louisiana, and you're, you're smoking. No, it was No, not, it was not just fil- an extraordinarily large cigarette. That's right, filled with oregano. Which is also illegal to smoke in a public building. <laughs> right, so either way, the guy is either untrustworthy or the guy you want in office. Oh, yeah, it's going to win in a, a landslide. <laughs> for state senate in Louisiana. I love it. I want to see the actual campaign spot. We're going to have uh, highs in the low 40s today with a mixture of sun and clouds. I'm Dave Coombs filling in for Steve Nagel. That's news to me on Rock 102. Is it snow? 102 Springfield's Classic Rock at 651 and BTO on Rock 102. You know, Fred Turner really didn't deserve to be part of the name of that band. I mean, you know, you got Randy Bachman, you got Robbie Bachman, you got Tim Bachman, the geniuses behind BTO. Yeah, and they, yeah, they got you got that guy Overdrive. Right. And Fred Turner, who's just the bass player, by the way, gets his name on the billboard there. I don't quite understand that. The Bachman guys, I get it. Fred Turner, I think, got a great deal with that.
Well, yeah, I mean, his name it's, on the marquee. It's not to say he didn't contribute. He no. probably made some good suggestions and said, hey, listen, why don't we try this? And Randy Bachman said, uh, okay, whatever you say, Fred. I suppose. And, and they did it, and then it wind up uh, almost working, and so you, you give the guy a, a little bit more in his check. I guess. Fred Turner, by the way, still going strong at the age of 78. Mm. boy. You know, you uh, you mentioned uh, Elvis Costello uh, a little while ago. Yeah, because he goes by the nickname DP. Yeah, because he doesn't... Um, Nobody in his life calls him Elvis. Right. And his name's not even Elvis. Nope. It's not even, his last name's not even Costello. Nope. So, you know, his real name is Declan McManus. That's what he writes in all his uh, all his uh, personal documents when he signs his name. It's it's Declan McManus. He never writes Elvis Costello. And he's sick of it. Mm-hmm. Had that name since he was uh, 18 years old. And I would love to ask him about it, but uh, he has now rejected my uh, advances for a podcast interview Ten times. Really? Yeah, I don't know why. He's got a brand new record out, and for whatever reason, uh, I get a big fat no. And, and you actually get a response, but it's a no. Yeah, no, I get a response, huh. and the response is no. Hmm. I don't know why. I don't know what the problem is. Maybe I should not refer to him as Elvis Costello. Maybe I should uh, use his real name. Maybe he doesn't really care about selling things anymore. He's in it for the art. Oh, Jesus. That's the last thing you want. Yeah. No one. No one wants to be selling art. Well, I mean, unless you're an artist. And do you, do you think his career would have been the same had he not changed his name, had he been known as was it Declan? Declan Mc- McManus. I don't know. I mean, I think you know, you know, a lot of guys change their names. I know. You but- have to protect their own privacy and go about their lives and what have you. But how important is that to your overall success? I mean, after all, like Arnold Schwarzenegger was warned time and time again, change your name if you want to be successful. And he's like, no, I'm sticking with... Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. Hold on. I mean, what was Engelbert uh, Humperdinck? Yes. Remember him? Yes. That was not his real name. That was his stage. That's what he chose mm-hmm. to uh, to take. Right? His real name was Arnold Dorsey. Okay. I- and people didn't think that Arnold Dorsey would be a, a real good name. So he's like, oh, I'll teach you. I'll, I'll name myself Engelbert Humperdinck. Well, you think the housewives that fell in love with his performances... Would have felt differently if he'd used his real name. Do you think they really gravitated toward the name Engelbert Humperdinck when they swooned over his music? Do you think it would be any different if they fell in love with Arnold Dorsey? Right. Nothing wrong with Arnold. Arnold Dorsey is a – Arnold George Dorsey. Mm -hmm. That's a proud – masculine name. Yeah. Engelbert Humperdinck. I mean, that's like you you couldn't pick a dumber name. Right. If you were going into comedy, maybe, you'd you choose Engelbert I'm Humperdinck. Not even sure, I'm not even sure a, co- a comic would do that. Even Carrot Top's got better sense than that. But romantic adult contemporary tunes that he specialized in, you would think that his regular name would have served him better. I Listen, sometimes you just got to go with your regular name and... and and let that be your calling card. I mean, Lord knows I've done it. I didn't choose some hack, stupid nickname professionally. I would never have done that. And I'm stuck with my own name, and I chose that years ago, and I can't get out of it at this point. Hey, uh, there's a big event coming up on the Big E uh, at the Big E this weekend, the Auto Parts Swap and Sell. Nice. Uh, it's uh, going to be on Saturday and Sunday at the Eastern States Exposition. We happen to have tickets to give away, a four-pack. We'll give them away to the 10th caller right now at 293-1021. Good luck to you. I got some auto parts I've been looking to swap, well, so there you go. Perfect, uh, perfect event for a guy like you. <laughs> it's 656 with Bax and Dave Coombs on Rock 102. The Amazon Echo Dot. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Blow with the King of Snow. Get an errands at Rocky's. Hey, 
good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, when the Dallas Cowboys made the call for quarterback Dak Prescott to run up the middle of the field with only 15 seconds left in the clock, Dallas fans were stunned to learn that their team was about to get blown out in the playoffs for the eighth time in 20 years. Of course, none of that surprises anybody else, but for America's team and their obnoxious fans, this was a devastating development. So much so that, as you may know, fans began to hurl garbage onto the field in protest, allegedly because of the terrible officiating and not because someone made the call to run the football up the middle of the field with a clock ticking and not handing the ball over to the official. The result, of course, ended in Dallas losing to the 49ers 23-17. You may also recall that after the game, Dak Prescott was asked about the fans tossing garbage onto the field, saying, quote, that it was a credit to the crowd for acting out against those officials. Well, that was on Sunday. Yesterday, Dak Prescott apologized for those comments on Instagram three separate times, saying, I deeply regret the comments I made regarding the officials after the game on Sunday. I was caught up in the emotion of a disappointing loss, and my words were uncalled for and unfair. And you know what? His words were uncalled for, and they were unfair, since he was the guy who ultimately blew their chances of winning that game with their boneheaded final play. So while everybody feels bad about throwing garbage onto the field, how come nobody in Buffalo is apologizing or even taking credit for tossing a dildo into the end zone during Saturday night's game against the Patriots? And what has become a Buffalo Bills tradition, this is now the fourth time that a Bills fan has tossed a rubbery sex toy onto the field of play against the Patriots. And we're worried about what happened in Dallas. The Bills have already uh, already on their way to beating the Patriots by 23 points, but rather than exhibit any level of discernible sportsmanship, you're busy chucking dildos onto the field. Meanwhile, everybody else is focused on the dildos watching football in Dallas. And for me, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But hey, of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Whenever you see a crew taking down a tree, you might notice that their chainsaws are almost always orange and white. Steel chainsaws are the benchmark chainsaws for, for, for professionals. There's a steel train expert at every Rocky's Ace Hardware. For, uh, for chainsaw service and repairs, information and advice, you want to go to Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock at 7-Eleven in Aerosmith. With Bax and Dave Coombs on Rock 102. Highs in the low 40s today with sun and clouds. Look, Bax, I'm not going to let you have all the dildo throwing fun all to yourself that you enjoyed during your view from the couch. Can't I play, please? You want to play with the dildo for a while? <laughs> yes. Sure. So I'm reading through some of the headlines from DraftKings Nation. Yes, this is the headline. Yes, a Bills fan threw a dildo into the end zone after Kendrick Bourne scored a touchdown. Uh, another headline here from the New York Post. Fan tosses sex toy on field during Bill's route of Patriots, which I find kind of tame for the New York Post. I'm like, come on, shouldn't they have a better headline than that? And then SB Nation's headline, the Bills have a dildo-throwing epidemic on their hands. And you had referred to that during your view to the ca- well, view from the couch. Uh, this has now happened uh, four times. Mm-hmm. It happened in 2016. Uh, 2017, 2018, for whatever reason, 2019 uh, or in 2020, you know, between uh, there being no people in the stands, right? Uh, they have brought this grand tradition back that whenever the Patriots score a touchdown, yep. a dildo must be tossed uh, onto the uh, field of play. It's not that much different than when they, uh, 
the Detroit Red Wings would throw like octopus on the ice. Except I don't think you can use an octopus as a sex toy. Well, who knows? I don't, I don't know. know. Tentacles right? can get uh, into all kinds of crazy places. But <laughs> nevertheless, mm-hmm. uh, you know, listen, I understand the appeal of throwing stuff onto the field. I mean, listen, if you're a Dallas fan, you know how exciting that can be. <laughs> but uh, a sex toy can be a very expensive implement to just toss away. Right. You, there are probably women in the stands above like, wait, wait a minute. That was mine. Yeah, I, I could would, use that. Yeah, I could use that. Right? Especially in Buffalo. Yeah. It's pretty lonely and cold during the winter time. So, uh, you know, uh, Kendrick Bourne, by the way, was the wide receiver that scored the touchdown this time around. He immediately pointed at the dildo. You could check the replay oh, yeah. if you want to go check the videotape on that. Now, here's something interesting. Mm-hmm. This shows you how, uh, on top of things, the NFL can be. You know, the NFL doesn't want you to be tossing sex toys onto the field. Right. I don't care whether it's a dildo or nipple clamps or Benoit balls or uh, plugs or, you know, what have you. And they don't want that to uh, to stain the game, the mm-hmm. grand game of football. Right. So what the NFL has done, I believe, in uh, in uh, with the, with NFL films, is they have found a way to, um, through computer technology, mm-hmm. remove the dildo from NFL films <laughs> and all other photographs of that uh, that end zone play. Sure, of that of that touchdown. Yeah. So if you're going to look through like NFL films, you will not find a dildo on the field other than Josh Allen and but that's the only one and but you won't find a sex toy out there they have removed it yeah you know I was watching the game as I said with my uh, college buddy Rich and his family including his college day son Max who's at the University of Massachusetts at Amherst by the way very sharp individual big football fan and as soon as it happened he yelled out hey I think I think that's a dildo. So I, I got to give him credit because yeah. he really is sharp to be well, able to see that in real time. You're 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 not asking a college student to really stretch the imagination on that. They know what a dildo is. They've seen the pictures. They've they've been to the bookstores. Yes, but great eyesight to be able to catch that in real time because I didn't see it. We had to go back and rewind the DVR to actually yeah. look at it and confirm. You're right, Max. Well, it was within seconds that it was uh, you know popping up on uh, on Facebook and Instagram that uh, that there was in fact a a dildo being tossed. But I you know I never really you know, understood that because if you throw something mm-hmm. from uh, from the stands, uh, you are likely to get bounced out of the game by security. Well, the first time this happened, because you mentioned it's happened how many times now in Buffalo? Now four. All right. So the first time it happened, a Bills executive said. And I quote, dildo throwers will be banned for life. Try to do that in my Ted Knight voice. That's just to that, make it even more impactful. That was very good. Dildo throwers will be banned for life. Now, I don't know if they followed through on this or not, because obviously it continued to happen. All right. But I don't think I haven't heard anything of, of anybody fessing up to that and taking responsibility. Like, yeah, it was me. I, I snuck into the game uh, with a dildo. Which what? makes me wonder, how did it get past security? Isn't there, are there, isn't, don't they frisk people? Yeah, but these are soft rubber items there. I mean, sometimes people wear those stadium pals yeah. in, into the stadium so they can you know, drink as much beer th- that they want yeah, but you, and you just take a leak into the pouch that they have sure. down their leg. Right, but are you seeing where I'm going with this? Yeah. 
Could you have concealed it in a certain way? Stowed it in a certain compartment, say like nature's envelope? <laughs> walked into the game without being, uh, you know, with, you know, you're not being tagged with the frisk? Hey, and look. then somehow, some way during the game, you produce said dildo and then throw it i don't even want to think about that i think i just made you think about that you could just you could put it in a fanny pack they don't have the, i mean and they, and they're as they're searching through they got how many thousands and thousands and tens of thousands of fans to search they got better things to do all right go on in yeah, i'm but, sure the, the security guards are like that eh, but you know ahead. if this if this tradition continues uh that security search is going to have to involve Certain cavities just to make sure that you're not sneaking into the game with a dildo. Hey, you can have a dildo at the game. You just can't throw it on the field. There's nothing. And I'm sure somebody's going to say that that's their God-given right to bring whatever they want into the game as long as it's not a dangerous weapon. So they, they can bring it in. Yeah, you just right. can't throw it on the field. Kind of like a like a like a comfort pet. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Like, I listen. I can't be in large crowds without my. <laughs> Without my dildo. My comfort dildo. Yeah. Yes. It, this is it's the only thing that relaxes me. Exactly right. You, you know, see? You ever been uh, kicked out of a, out of a place for, uh, for like an with, event? With a comfort dildo? No. Yeah, no, I, well, with anything, really. No. I, I, don't, I don't think I've ever been. You? I have. Really? This is a good story. Okay. You ready for this? Yeah, it's yeah. Not, it's not sports related, but okay. I, I was kicked out of a place okay. for something that was thrown onto a stage. Wow. Years ago, I uh, I uh, got myself free tickets to see Wang Chung in concert. Everybody have fun tonight. Everybody Wang Chung tonight. Now, I was working for a radio station. We always had tickets to every show. And if no one claimed the tickets, then they just gave them away to staff at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, we had the chance to go to see Wang Chung. I so, would have seen him. I liked Wang I, Chung back I, in the day. Right. But what I'm trying to establish is that I didn't spend any money gotcha. to go see Wang Chung. Okay. So for those of you saying, really, you want to go see Wang Chung? It was for free. Don't put any uh, pressure on me to tell you the story. <laughs> anyway, we're sitting in the balcony, right? Mm-hmm. And these three, and it's like me and a buddy, and uh, these three guys come up, mm-hmm. and they sit like in the in the row right in front of us. Right. And they bring these big, giant bladder buster size sodas to their seat with them okay big giant sodas okay as wang chung is beginning to play these guys take the lids off the sodas they reach in they grab the ice cubes and they start chucking them mm-hmm. towards wang chung okay yeah you know, like the bass players dodging ice <laughs> cubes and you know the guitar players you know it's like trying to wonder you know where's this flying ice coming from it's, and it's part of the act it's like in the blues brothers when bottles are being chucked up on stage at the band yeah i mean they weren't playing badly they were just they were being wang chung right and so you right. know they're they're playing uh, they're playing a song and one of the guys points up to the balcony where where we're sitting right so security comes and uh, they go right to the front of, of the balcony, and these three guys, the ones that are throwing the ice, yep. look at security, and they turn around and start pointing towards me and my buddy. Like, we're the ones who are throwing ice onto the stage at a Wang Chung concert. You look like you could be a guilty bastard. Right. So here's the capper mm-hmm. of the story. You know who the three guys were? The Beastie Boys. Get All out. three Beastie Boys. Get out. Yeah, I'm telling you. Are the, you sure of that? Yes, because we were going to see the Beastie Boys the following night. <laughs> and and there they were. They got to town a couple days early. They go see Wang Chung. Mm-hmm. They destroy a concert. Right. And they get us kicked out. Nice. And I never had a chance to thank them for that. <laughs>
<laughs> so never had a chance. How many songs deep into the Wang Chung experience were you when Probably that Probably no more than three or four songs. So you in. never even got to their big finish. Then. No, we never got to everybody Wang Chung. Wow, tonight. they didn't even they didn't even open it with it. That was going to clearly be the the encore. That is great. But yes, the uh, the Beastie Boys got me kicked out of a show. Congrats. Yeah, mm-hmm. not exactly throwing a dildo into an NFL uh, playoff radio. It's 728 with Bax and Dave Coombs and Rock 102, uh, from Laser 99.3 and Rock 102. It's time for news, and it's brought to you by Yankee Home Improvement. Uh, call now, and you'll receive 40% off installation. Plus, if you mention Rock 102, you get a free shower fixture upgrade valued at $500 at yankeehome.com. Filling in for Steve Nagel this week is Dave Coombs. All right, Bax, I've got good news and bad news about the state of Massachusetts. Okay. Which one do you want first? Let's start with the good news. All right, the good news is... Massachusetts has been ranked as the best state to raise a family in in 2022. That's according to a recent study by Wallet Hub. Key metrics, including family fun, uh-huh. health and safety, right. education and child care, okay. affordability, and socioeconomics. Massachusetts, Massachusetts. number one How when you that? combine all of those metrics together. Pretty uh, good, right? Do, do we know who number two is? New York is number two. Yeah, that's a family-friendly place. And Vermont is number three. So we're surrounded here in this area by good old-fashioned family fun and safety. Yeah, well, I mean, I could, listen, I mean, you go to, like, uh, Plymouth Rock, and you say, wow, the whole family's going to enjoy looking at this. And then uh, you go to, like, uh, Sturbridge Village and say, oh, man, what I wouldn't do for another wad of... Salt water taffy and moccasins. Oh, hey, my, some of my fondest childhood memories are at Sturbridge Village of being put in a stockade for the first time. I loved yeah. that. I loved it. You know, my favorite thing about Sturbridge Village, because, mm-hmm. you know, we used to go there all the time on like uh, school field trips, mm-hmm. was the bus ride back home after we were leaving. <laughs> I love that part of it. You're like the guys in the progressive ad. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> out, in the, out in the parking lot. Yeah. Uh, we're leaving about the third quarter, right? Yeah, my, my... Uh, let's not start talking about leaving the game until we're actually at the game, right? <laughs> the, best, the best part of Sturbridge Village is leaving it. Wow, that's a little harsh. Uh, maybe. Uh, by the way, dead last among U.S. states when it comes to raising a family. Want to guess? Uh, I bet Alabama. You could, uh, you're you're so close. Mississippi. Mississippi. Dead last. They get such a bad rep. Well, and don't know why. For good reason, I guess. And on to the bad news with regard to the Bay State. Another study by Wallet Hub examining which states have the most favorable and least favorable driving conditions. The study examined cost of ownership and maintenance, traffic and infrastructure, and safety, among other metrics. The New England states as a whole fared pretty bad, actually, worse than most of the rest of the country, with the exception of Maine, which was 20th place overall among the most favorable places to drive a car. Mm-hmm. But the rest of the New England states didn't do very well. Uh, Vermont, 27th. New Hampshire. Well, not all their roads are paved. That's true. New Hampshire, 34th. Massachusetts, 37th. Connecticut, 39th. And Rhode Island, second to last in 49th place overall for driving conditions. You know, I, I once had a, a, a guy I knew ask me, this is you know back when I was uh, in college, you know, if I could get them a good map of Boston, because mm-hmm. they were going to go visit, and they wanted 
a good map. Very confusing to drive around Boston. There's no such thing as a good map of Boston. There are streets in Boston that aren't on a map. Right, especially in the Back Bay area. I mean, you you got all sorts of weird stuff going on there. Oh, I mean, you got the you know you you one way streets going Mm -hmm. up against other one way streets, and you can't get there from here. And that's I mean, Massachusetts is a nightmare to, to 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 figure out sometimes. Well, like like you know. Yeah, there was some sort of sadistic bastard that engineered the East Long Meadow Rotary <laughs> simply because they hated humanity. Mm-hmm. Well, only Hawaii ranking worse overall than Rhode Island. Hawaii was dead last when it comes to driving. And the top slots, Iowa, Oklahoma, and Kansas. Iowa has four roads yeah. in the entire state. Right. So it's very easy to get around. And two of those four roads, I think, go the same direction, east to west, in order to get out of Iowa. Right. On one direction or the other. And you can't can't blame people for wanting to do that. Right. Uh, On to other news. And this kind of goes hand in hand with the dildo tossing story we had. still on the dildos. Yeah. Okay. A beauty blogger claims she has an unconventional way to save money on expensive cosmetics. And that is? She uses her friend semen as face cream. <clears throat> really? Kelly Zolanski, 26 years old from New York City, says she was first inspired to use the bodily fluid after seeing a video online about how it contains, quote, nutrients and protein. Well, it does have a uh, life-creating property to it, that's for sure. Well, it's, it goes beyond that. According to this beauty blogger, it actually helps maintain her beautiful skin. And again, I she uses... I think she, I would probably find other things. Yeah. Well, she says a friend supplies her with the, with the semen. <laughs> it's an awful good friend. Oh, yeah. And she admits, though, that it could be, quote, hard to keep up the supply if you're a single gal. Oh, I don't know if that's the case. Well, I guess, in other words, what you're saying is there there are those of us who would feel who would gladly <clears throat> donate to her cause. Is that what you're saying or what? Now, if you were to go to say like a uh, to, to say like a uh, like a beauty shop mm-hmm. or something and, and you were going there and you asked for I hate to, I hate to say this. Uh, some sort of a uh, you know facial peel mm-hmm. or a uh, facial of some kind. Mm-hmm. They don't necessarily offer that as a option, do right? they? No, I again, I've never been to one of those establishments. I can't say I have either. I, I don't know. That's why I have so many questions. Well, maybe it would be worth you know having a cosmetics expert on the line at some point to no, to run us through this whole process. I don't know if I feel comfortable with that, and you know, asking somebody you know who's in the business. Have you ever tried this? And is there a way I can invest in your business? I don't think they want to do that. Well, let's move from cosmetics to Cracker Barrel, shall we? Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Seems like a good segue to me. Yeah. I've never been to a Cracker Barrel, by the way. Have you? Have you eaten uh, yes, I have I've... been to a Cracker Barrel. All right. Is there one here in our area? There's one in Holyoke. Okay. I've never been, so I'm going to have to go at some point. But You don't have to. No? Oh, you're... oh, oh one of those places, huh? Do they, no, hopefully I mean, they don't not, advertise here no, on Rock No, 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 I'm not, listen, I'm not uh, bad-mouthing any business. Huh. I'm just saying you don't have to go unless you truly want to go. All right, well, so There's yes. A, lots of other options in the Holyoke area. All right, well, here's another reason not to go. Apparently, yes. Cracker Barrel is out $9 million after a man 
was served cleaning liquid instead of a glass of water. Can I just tell you? Sometimes that's the better option on their menu. Depends what your goal is. I can I have a uh, Can I have a bowl of bleach? <laughs> uh, the man with a, says with a detergent chaser, please. The man says he took one sip, and it left permanent damage to his mouth and esophagus, resulting in numerous medical bills. Jesus. According to CNN... What kind of tip do you leave after something like that happens? I, I think it's the opposite. I think you get a $9 million settlement back, so you don't leave a tip. And this is what happened to this guy. The journey, the jury returning a verdict for compensatory damages of $4.3 million, and that jury returned that verdict in 30 minutes, one of the fastest verdicts they had ever seen in that court. They also awarded punitive damages of $5 million after just 10 minutes of additional deliberation, according to the attorney who represented the guy who was wrong. Well, it's probably a pretty easy case to prove, isn't it? Yeah. Wow. That's a, that's a, listen, uh, I can't say that all my experiences at a Cracker Barrel have been this, uh, you know, this unsavory, but uh, yeah, cleaning solution, as a, as a drink? No, thanks. Did you ever get something bad served to you at a restaurant, by the way? I had one time at a Japanese restaurant. We had that edamame stuff. Oh, I like that stuff. You know, those little beans that yeah. you crack open and yeah, you yeah. eat there. And the, the pods, you don't eat the pods, right. but you open up the pods yeah. and you eat the edamame beans. Well, you open up one of the pods and there's a worm crawling around in there. Well, you make that sound like that's bad. That's nothing but protein. <laughs> Not for me. Thanks. You ever get anything bad served to you at a restaurant or not? Um, no, I mean nothing, nothing like uh, really. I mean, well, okay, there was one place that had a bug in it, which, like, you know, come on, it, yeah. it happens, or yeah. a, you know, very long hair, or yeah, something like that. And, but I could eat around it. I was with my folks, as you know, in Vero Beach, Florida, over the holidays, and my mom had a plate served to her with a bug crawling right across the entree there. So that went back and was replaced. Well, then you know it's delicious because if a bug will eat it, then why can't you? Yes. Mm-mm. Hey, officials in Hong Kong plan to, and this is sort of goes along with the uh, Olympics story that you've been covering. Yes. Officials in Hong Kong plan to put down 2,000 hamsters and other small animals concerned that they could transmit COVID-19 to humans. So they're just going to kill them all. Hamsters and gerbils? Yep. Are, uh, really? Well, I suppose it depends on where you put them, Bax. That goes back to the dildo story as well. <laughs> the decision. Yeah, no, no one's <laughs> tossing rodents onto the field. Not yet. And that's probably for the best. Not yet. The day is young. The decision was made after a pet store employee tested positive for the Delta variant earlier this week. And several hamsters at the same store. And he caught it from a habit trail? Also tested positive, right? Hong Kong will also ban the sale and import of small mammals for the time being. I had no idea they carried so many diseases. Yeah. Especially the bad ones. Well, in that movie Outbreak starring Dustin Hoffman, I think it was a monkey that first communicated the disease right. to Patrick Dempsey on board that ship. How I did, think coming from Hong Kong. What is a what is Patrick Dempsey doing with a monkey? A diseased monkey. I, I think he was I think he was just maintaining helping maintain the monkey. I don't who know. Spit through the cage or sneezed through the cage or something like that to communicate the disease and outbreak. US authorities including the CDC do not believe that animal to human transmission plays a major role in the spread of the coronavirus. That again according to the United States authorities at the CDC. 
Not according to the officials in Hong Kong who are putting the kibosh on this kind of thing right. by so, killing all the hamsters. So, they, so the hamsters are the ones responsible? Like, they have to suffer? Apparently. And, you know, my question is, couldn't the officials in Hong Kong have, like, just isolated the poor hamsters yeah, instead of, them, like, eliminating them? Yeah, give them 10 days of isolation. Yes. That should pretty much do it. Give them some... N95 masks or something else. To I mean, wear. I, for, I mean, I, I don't even know how many hamsters and gerbils are being set up with the uh, respirators. Right? What is there? No Hong Kong version of PETA to step in here? Apparently not. <laughs> like my God, how would people react here in the U.S. if they were killing all the hamsters because of the potential for transmitting COVID-19? Oh, I don't. Right? I don't think our people would stand for that. Exactly right. U.S. better than Hong Kong once again. Um, the 64th annual Grammy Awards were originally set to take place later this month in Los Angeles at the new Crypto.com Arena. Well, due to rising concerns with COVID-19, the awards had been postponed and will now be occurring live in Las Vegas. So... Again, Los Angeles, no good. But but Vegas, yes, yeah. Vegas is used to this because everything thing, right? that happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Right? So if there's if there's an outbreak, it stays there. Can't possibly leave. So, oh yeah, last was it last year they did the the Grammys uh, by Zoom. Mm-hmm. Well, why not just do that again? Yeah. Well, no. does anybody really miss going to the Grammys? I I don't need to see that live. Well, I know the uh, the TV ratings have been declining for years. Yeah, you know why? Things like this because the show sucks. I know. It just does, and like I don't, you know, I'm not gonna, you know, stay up all night to watch that. Not anymore. I'm done with it. Every time I watch the Grammys, I feel like you know this, this has less and less to do with people like me. Well, it's available to watch again, April third, in Las Vegas from the MGM Grand Garden Arena, and you'll have a live broadcast to watch on wow. TV as well. So, mm. the Grammys go on, not in LA, but in Las Vegas. Highs in the low 40s today with a mixture of sun and clouds. I'm Dave Coombs filling in for Steve Nagel, and that's news to me on Rock 102. As the temperatures freeze, head to 70. Fields Classic Rock, it's 747 on Rock 102 with uh, with Tom Petty. Cloudy today, but, uh, but then clearing by the afternoon and a high of 43. Tonight, things get a little bit sloppy. Cloudy with a mix of snow and rain overnight, low of 30 for tomorrow. Morning snow. But then clearing by the afternoon, a high of 33. It's about 21 degrees right now in downtown Springfield. Congratulations to May Belanger of Springfield, who won a new Amazon Echo Dot simply by listening to Rock 102. Every uh, weekday between now and the 28th, we're going to give away a different code word, code word Alexa. All you got to do is listen to the code word, and then by noon today, you go to rock102.com, you enter the code word for your chance to win. We'll choose a winner every weekday afternoon. It's code word Alexa. Again, your chance to win a new Amazon Echo Dot brought to you by the new Bud Light Next. 80 calories, zero carbs. It's coming out next month in February from Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. Today, the code word is the word, and write this down, Alexa. Alexa. That's the other code word for the Amazon Echo Dot. So good luck to you again Go to rock102.com before noon. All right. Uh, next hour, uh, I want to talk about a news story that uh, that I that I saw yesterday. It is a uh, it, it it is not specific as to who this person is or where in the United States they are from. It is a story that has come out of a uh, a medical journal. 
Now, okay. sometimes in medical journals, they write these stories about these medical oddities that happen, and uh, and you know to protect the uh, the uh, the per the patient's privacy, they don't give uh, a name and they don't even give a location sometimes. But it's really a case study to uh, to show what uh, people should do and not do in certain instances. And uh, we'll talk about that uh, next hour about how. When it comes to erectile dysfunction, keep your hands off the expansion foam. All right. All right. That's all I'm going to say. Very good. Uh, just a little bit of just a little bit of warning. All right. Uh, I have something here about modern living in Japan. I know we covered the fact that China is going to kill all the hamsters because they're a, a danger to our health. Uh, in Japan, space is at a premium when it comes to living quarters. Really? For homes and apartments and things like that. So they're solving the problem, apparently, and more people are spending more time at home because of the pandemic. A developer there has come up with a new design for apartments in Tokyo. It's known as the Rumat plan, a combination of the word room and the Japanese word for more, motto. Which okay. I had no idea was the Japanese word for more. So this is for, to look for more room. Yes. Okay. And what they're doing is they're putting the shower in the kitchen. Yes, the bathroom and the kitchen become one by sharing a sink and a shower and a toilet as well as the refrigerator and the oven and the stove. Whatever happened to that old adage, you don't want to crap or you eat? Hey. I mean, you know, I mean, I understand, uh, you know, the, you know, maybe the convenience of it all. You know, you're, you're making, uh, you're making dinner, but you really got to go. And that way you can go without, you know, having it burn on the stove. Right. even still, old, I, old school thinking, Bax. I, I need some separation. That's now, that's what I need. For me, ever since I had my gallbladder out, my good friend Jim Sessler said, you know, when you got to go, you really got to go when you have no gallbladder anymore. And it's true. So I eat and like I got to go right away yeah. or I'm going to have an accident. So I can see where this would be very convenient. I understand the convenience of it, but I just don't know how practical it is on you know in other ways mm-hmm. yeah again if i'm you know if i'm making a delicious meal i i want it to smell good <clears throat> i don't want it stained by other smells around the house well you're going to enjoy the cooking of the meal and the ambient aroma right. and the eating of the meal before you get to the other thing so you're still going to enjoy all of the gustatory senses Couldn't with you? regard to the meal, and then you go number two afterwards. It, would it be wrong to combine like pantry space and a bathroom at the same time? Like you could like take a shower with like uh, canned goods all over the walls. Oh, they're doing that too. I mean, space. I mean, space is really confined in Japan. I, I don't I, think you know. I mean, I've had friends who've lived over there for like a year or a semester. College, yeah. college buddies, and they're like. Everything is small over there. And by the way, a woman confirming the, the guys were small too. Well, I and don't know. I, that's uh, that's all uh, an old wives' tale. But you know, I, I've seen, you know, I've seen these like an uh, like a, an Instagram and TikTok, and it, and it, it appears to be like all you know Japanese apartments and stuff like that. A lot of things that like fold up. Yeah. You know, like uh, like like tables that'll that'll like you, you you're done with the table, then you fold it up and it becomes a cabinet. Yeah, the Scandinavians are great at that, by the way. Yeah, it's it's kind of cool. It's like you know, like you know, like a multi-purpose piece of furniture. It's mm-hmm. like you know, it's not just a couch, but it's 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 you know, it it's it's also uh, like a dining room table. Right. Like, I love that idea. Well, this is called the Mix Ink Design 
over in Japan, and in the Mix Inc. design, the bathtub, yep, the shower, yep, the sink, the medicine cabinet, the cupboards, and the electric stove are all squeezed into the same area, while the fridge is tucked away in a different corner of the room. You can go check out pictures if you don't believe me. Yeah, see, I, I, I don't know how you are. I just, you know, for me, I, I got to move around. I got to have some space. You know, well, I got to, I got to stretch out. I, I don't want to be sitting on the couch and then. You know, put my feet up against the wall because it's it's right in front of me. I I, I, I need some space. Hey, when you're living in Tokyo, you got no choice. <laughs> the, the choice is you don't live in Tokyo. I guess, maybe, right? Maybe you go to like some of the uh, the Japanese suburbs. I'm sure they must have some some places you you can uh, you can uh, spread out in. I don't know. I mean, this particular place is listed as Koto, Tokyo. So this is a suburb of Tokyo. I think you'd have to go way outside the city in the suburbs to be able to find any space in Japan. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 810 in Kansas on Rock 102. We got some warmer temperatures for today. Highs in the low 40s and some sun and some clouds. It's going to be getting a little chillier for the rest of the week starting tomorrow. Uh, Dave Coombs from Laser 99.3 has been filling in for uh, Steve Nagel all week, and uh, thank you for that. Yep, and uh, my mask just next to me here. I know we don't use them here in the studio, but... uh, Rest of the company got to wear the mask in the hallways yeah, and when yeah. you're not in your own office. So well, I, I'll be wearing mine in the hallways. What? I promise. Yeah, we're the only ones here in the building right now. So you know, um, I I don't know what you do uh, when you get off the air. Or, you know what you do with your day. I know sometimes I like to sit back and relax and read medical journals. In fact, I just received my <laughs> uh, my uh, latest issue of Urology Case Reports. And I, I have to tell you, that there's, a, there's a whole big uh, to-do about this one story, hmm. uh, and it, it has made the international news. Uh, do you get your, your urology reports on a weekly or monthly basis? How it's, do you get that delivered, by the it's way? It's monthly, thank, okay. thank goodness. I don't, I, 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 you know, if, if it were weekly, they'd just, like, you know, stack up in the corner of the room. I right. just wouldn't be able to get to it, all of them. Yes. But yet, this one just leaps right out at you. Okay. An American man may never be able to use his penis again after his partner accidentally, accidentally mm-hmm. sprayed expansion foam into his urethra in a sex act gone wrong. Oh, God. Uh, medics who treated this uh, individual revealed that... Uh, he will only qualify for reconstructive surgery if he passes a psychiatric evaluation. Yeah. Well, apparently, this guy suffered from uh, erectile dysfunction. The old ED. And uh, I don't know if it was his idea or his partner's idea, but they decided that the best way for this individual to maintain a firm and uh, rigid erection mm-hmm. was to fill it with expansion foam. Wow, you spray it on the outside, probably. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's what you should do, I guess. You, if you, you're going to do it at all, spread it on the outside, not on the inside. Now, there are pictures of uh, y- y- not what it looked like when he went into the emergency room, mm-hmm. but there are pictures of what they pulled out of him. And uh, I, I don't want to get into all the gory details of how they got it out of him, but there's a, uh, there is a, if you can try to imagine this, uh, there's like 16 millimeters of foam lengthwise that was removed from oh. his system. Oh. And uh, it just, you know, as, as you know, expansion foam expands. So there was a lot of foam inside this guy and they had to go 
into him mm. to remove it. Now, I did a little bit of uh, my own uh, research. And by the way, you only get your urology journal for the articles. You don't look at the pictures, although in this case, in maybe this, you did. In this case, there were lots of oh. pictures, and, and you can find them all over the internet because this story is blowing up. Now, I can tell you I did a little ah, bit of research. It's blowing up. I see what you did there. And, uh, and uh, I should tell you that you can buy a 12-ounce can of Great Stuff Gaps and Cracks Ivory Polyurethane Foam at Rocky's Ace Hardware for just six ninety nine, <laughs> Maybe even a little bit less with your Rocky's Ace Rewards uh, card. Is Good there people. an insulation foam expert at every Rocky's, by the way? Yeah, not? but you know what? I think uh, I think this is, this is where reading the label is very important. Sure. Because if I'm not mistaken, any time I've used expansion foam, uh, it tells you right in the can... Uh, for external use only. And it's not something you should be putting inside of you. In fact, it's not even something that you should even touch. Again, back to the outside of your organ, which is where it should be applied. It, external I, use only. Dave, I'm going to correct you. It, it's not something that should ever be applied to the human body. I can't read the fine print. It's too small in my old age. Well, then you need to get yourself a pair of cheaters, okay. which I think you can also get at Rocky's Ace Hardware. But the point I'm trying to make is... Yes. You know, uh, you know, tough times call for tough decisions. Sure. I get that. You're mm -hmm. in the mood. You're in the throes of yes. passion. Yes. At what point do you say, hey, you know what? I've used every other possible alternative. What do you say I grab this 12-ounce can of Great Stuff Gaps and Cracks Ivory Polyurethane Foam and see how this grabs you? Is that the uh, Rolls-Royce of expansion foam, by oh, the way? It's, it's the finest expansion foam you can get. Gotcha. It uh, fills in gaps mm -hmm. and cracks, but you don't want to put it around your bits and pieces. Gotcha. Because, you see, what happens is it expands naturally and it expands at a great rate i'm telling you it's a mood killer i mean if you if you want to end a relationship mm -hmm. in the moment putting expansion foam inside your body is a great way of doing it when you talked about the bits and pieces, I imagine Bill Cosby, to, you know, just I imagine his the bits and the pieces. Uh, I'm, but yet again, even Bill Cosby would know mm -hmm. well enough to read the label. Right. And even if you're having problems with erectile dysfunction, mm -hmm. I don't know of any doctor in America that would recommend expansion foam. They certainly wouldn't recommend it in the uh, the urinary what did I say? The uh, the ur the yes, uh, yeah, the urinary urinary case reports, uh, medical journal. Hey, you're the one with the subscription. I don't know. I'm uh, I'm looking at uh, I'm looking at the pieces of foam. Yeah, that they pulled out of this guy, and it's they're saying it's like four inches long. These masses of hardened foam. Yeah. that are inside them, and again. The, the guy has to go through a psychological examination mm -hmm. before he can get reconstructive surgery. Right. Now, this happened quite a while ago, and it doesn't say where in America. It just says he's a 45-year-old American man mm -hmm. who used expansion wow. foam without his Rockies Ace Rewards card. When he could have gotten that expansion foam for six ninety nine, or the more convenient twenty ounce can for nine ninety nine. <laughs> this kind of stuff happens in China, not the United States. You would think Americans would know better. Maybe Mississippi or Alabama or Tennessee. I don't know. But all I have to say is, you don't use the expansion foam. I agree with you. 
popsicle sticks and duct tape is but the you, way to go. But you don't, okay, for like a splint. No. My my buddy Tom, who I golf with, is always talking about his sex life with his wife. Yeah. Popsicle sticks and duct tape, Coombsy. That's what he tells me all the time. I don't know if he's serious or not, because nobody wants to see. What kind of people are you hanging out with that are using <laughs> popsicle sticks and and... and 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 tape, which I, by the way, I think you could also get at Rocky's Ace Hardware. Well, you can. I don't know about the popsicle sticks. Well, but. maybe maybe the paint stirrers, then the wooden paint stirrers. Yes. For those of us who are bigger, and I don't include myself, th- those of you who are maybe a little bigger, yeah, okay. would go to the yeah, paint stirrers. Yeah, right. I th- think some of you are you know thinking too much, <laughs> but uh, you know, I I, uh, I would just recommend that if you are having problems mm-hmm. with erectile dysfunction, sure. that you talk to a urologist. And he'll probably bring this up and say, I don't know what you're thinking. I don't know what crazy ideas you have. We know we got pills for this kind of thing. Right. We have, you know, we have, uh, you know, we have, uh, y- you know, we have devices mm-hmm. that you can use that can be medically uh, inserted. But get your hands off the hardware. Could you just collect the devices that are thrown on the field of Buffalo Bills games for crying out loud. Go well, you know, that, that, there's that too. I mm-hmm. mean, you know, there's, uh, there's all kinds mm-hmm. of uh, reasons sure. why a man can't achieve an erection uh, from what i'm told and mm-hmm. uh, and uh, you know uh, expansion foam is probably okay. not a good option all right i think you've made your case H- have i really made I, my I, case I, because I, there's always somebody yeah who's got a problem and yep. apparently this particular individual uh has um a history of inserting other things oh, inside of him to really? take care of this actual problem. So you didn't get to that part of the story. Well, yet. yeah. See, that's why there's got to be a psychological mm. examination. Yeah, I think. Now, again, it's possible that the reason why this guy is uh, inserting things to help him along is mm-hmm. because he's too embarrassed to go to a doctor right. and bring this up. I'm telling you, there's nothing you can tell a doctor that is going to be so embarrassing until the very moment you grab the expansion foam and have to explain to him, yep. I don't know, Doc, it it was a total accident. Well, hopefully this will be comforting to Antonio Brown in his time of need, because obviously his name was not given. No. And he's gone stark raving mad because of the CTE, and now he's involved in this. Well, I don't, I don't know <laughs> if that's the case. We'll have to see. But uh, you know, if, he, if we learn anything here... Mm-hmm. Read your labels. Yes, if you can, or else, as you said, get the cheaters from Rocky's Ace Hardware. It's 820 with Bax and Dave Coombs on Rock 102. Or Conklin comes to you. It's just about 822 with Bax and Dave Coombs on Rock 102. Uh, real quickly, if you missed any part of uh, today's show or any show, uh, check out the Bax and O'Brien Daily Podcast. It's available on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you find podcasts, you will find the Bax and O'Brien Podcast. You can listen to it on your, listen to it on your phone, your laptop, your Amazon Echo Dot, which you may or may not have won here on Rock 102. Also, check out Baxi's musical podcast this week. Uh, another look at Baxi's enormous record collection. We're taking a look at 1984's uh, album by the replacements, Let It Be. All of that available on BaxnoBrian.com. Hey, good day to responsibly use expansion foam. Highs in the low 40s today with sun and clouds. Here's a cool story out of Fayetteville, Georgia. A man there named Andreas Flatten received his entire final paycheck in pennies 915 bucks more than 91,000 pennies really covered in grease and dumped in his driveway now maybe you remember this story now because this happened yeah, a yeah. while ago he received those pennies along with a vulgar note 
from his former employer who was giving him his final paycheck and pennies because he was ticked off at him for some reason. Now that employer may be having regrets because that guy in Georgia, Andreas Flatten, has sued his former employer, the auto repair shop, and apparently he's got the U.S. Department of Labor on his side. Yeah, but, you know, pennies are still money. I know. And if you can just, uh, you know, you put it in buckets and take it to your nearest uh, you know, coin deposit thing mm-hmm. in your bank, yeah. you're going to get paid like you normally would. But maybe the mistake was covering them in Greece because then the official U.S. tender has been compromised well, I in mean, a way you that always, it can't easily be used. You could always launder that money. I guess. Clean it up. Yeah. And all of a sudden, uh, put it in little, uh, put it in the rolls. Yeah, but that's, I mean, you're going through a lot of hoops, a lot of bells and whistles to get your money's still worth. Still valuable, still got value. No, I mean, got again, what, but again, you shouldn't have to bear <laughs> that burden yourself of, to your point, laundering your own paycheck. You know, when, uh, when uh, Jenny and I got married, which mm-hmm. is almost uh, three years ago, Steve Nagel's uh, gift, his wedding gift, was a shoebox. Mm hmm full of uh, rolled-up dollar bills and loose change in a shoebox. Nice. I mean, it was, a, it was a very generous gift, you know, if you yep. were t- <laughs> if you strained out all the dollar bills and then, uh, you know, counted all the coins. It was very generous, but you had a pain in the ass. Well, Nagel's got a great twisted sense of humor because at the Christmas party this year for our radio station, <laughs> the... Secret Santa portion where people are opening up gifts. He gave the gift to uh, Gene, our business manager, yep. and it was fantastic. Yeah, it was some wrapping paper, and then some more wrapping paper, and then another gift that was smaller with some more wrapping paper, and it was what maybe eight to ten <laughs> iterations. It was like uh, six rolls of, uh, of of wrapping paper, and then he's done that. Time and time again. He's Getting to smaller and smaller boxes. He's, he's wrapped stuff in bubble wrap that was like you know six feet wide. Mm-hmm. He's, he's wrapped things up in uh, with with uh, with uh, you know, zip ties, mm-hmm. like hundreds and hundreds of zip ties. Yeah. He's, uh, he's cruel, but and, fair. And, and then the, the final gift to Gene was, I think, some booze, if I'm not mistaken. But little, nip, but air, little nip bottles. Airline samples. Yeah, little nip bottles. And it, it was she spent so much time unwrapping just to get to that. She downed them all right there at lunch. Well, why not? She was exhausted exactly. after all of that. <laughs> it's just about 826. News is next to Rock 102. 2145 Boston Road. It's coming up at 829 with Banks and uh, Dave Coombs and Rock 102. It's time for news. Here is Dave Coombs. Well, Westfield is busy, Bax. Yesterday we were talking about the Citizen Police Academy in Westfield and the new Friendly's Cafe with the new design and the Penguin Plunge. Today it's Betty White, the Whip City Animal Sanctuary in Westfield, raised more than $5,000 in an event that occurred Monday to celebrate what would have been the 100th birthday of the late actress. The organization had made social media posts leading up to January 17th, touting the Betty White Challenge to celebrate the late actress's love for animals and animal conservation. That's nice. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. Uh, you know, when you... Uh Sometimes when you're around for too long, there's always someone who's got like a like a like a bone to pick with you. Mm-hmm. They got a real bee in their bonnet. Sure. I don't know if anyone has ever said a bad thing about Betty White right. ever. Yeah. You're like, right. Like uh, like we have a friend of ours, David Starzik, who is a who is a, a Hollywood actor, and uh, he originally from uh, West Springfield. Mm-hmm. Nice guy. He's on that show with uh, Betty White with Valerie Bertinelli, 
and uh, he was posting stories of uh, his time with Betty White, mm-hmm. and they were all these really nice stories. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a, like she was like she. Uh, like an, a genuinely nice person. Yeah, you're dead on on that, by the way. You know, I consider myself a pretty decent guy, but I've gotten so much hate mail during my radio career. I mean, and I, I'm like- Just I'm, in, the, in the last five days. Yes, and I'm reading, I'm going, really? Did I do anything to deserve this? <laughs> but I, I guess mean, that's part I mean, of being a radio personality, I mean, is we, you we, take the good with the bad. You're right? walking out of here this week with that uh, that sad, you know, uh, Charlie Brown yeah. you know, Christmas music yeah. you know, behind you, mm-hmm. kicking that dented can down. I the road. I know. Makes you feel horrible, doesn't but yet, it? But yet, if Betty White were here, mm-hmm. we'd all be very surprised because she died almost a couple weeks ago. No hate mail for Betty White. No, you're not going to get any. No one is going to say, I hated Betty White. Hey, we can go check out Permafrost at the Springfield Science Museum right now. They've got a brand new exhibit, Under the Arctic, Digging into Permafrost, all about permafrost and why it's important to climate change. Good for the kids. Yeah, that's a good thing to know. Permafrost at the Springfield Science Museum. Also, at the Agawam High School, sagging ceilings and teachers working in closets and other problems are part of the reason why they need $26 million in repairs at Agawam High School. You know, when you look at uh, some of the newer high schools in the area, you know, Longmeadow High School is new, Mm -hmm. Minichog is new, uh, you know, some of the others. And then you look at some of the old... You know, beaten down buildings. Mm-hmm. Agawam would be one of them. The high school that I went to, it's, you know, got a coat of paint, but it's mm-hmm. still a dump. Yep. And they've been using it. There was a dump back in the 80s when I was a, a student there. You know, when I graduated in 84, it was a toilet. Still right. a toilet. They've done nothing to it. And yet there are some schools, uh, systems that have actually found a way to invest in new buildings. And uh, Agawam, I think, is uh, should probably be next on the list. If you got teachers... Working out of closets. You got too many teachers. No. I'm kidding. You don't have enough space. It's I'm time kidding. to update your building. Uh, they also have science rooms at Agawam High School with no emergency gas shutoff valves. Wow. Nothing yeah. bad could happen there. No, I think that's something you want. You know, a couple years ago, mm-hmm. um, uh, my daughter Liza was in a swim meet at Tentasqua High School. I think that's like a, a regional school like Holland and Sturbridge. Okay. And, couple other towns. Oh, my God. It's like the most beautiful high school I'd ever seen. Really? It's gorgeous. Huh. They had a beautiful pool there. And, I mean, everything was nice and, uh, you know, updated and modern. I mean, hmm. if I didn't know better, I'd almost want to go back to high school if I could go there. Well, how'd Tentasqua High School get all the funding for that? Because it, it's, it, it it's a regional high school. Ah. Well, there are like seven or eight towns yep. involved in it. Okay. You know, my high school was a regional high school. And I swear to God, this is actually true. Uh, in, in the classrooms... You know, they'd never finished off the ceilings. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like some classrooms would have like that, uh, those acoustic tiles, you know, like a, like a, like a drop ceiling, yeah. and like acoustic tiles. Yeah, and, and a guy, a kids who used to like love throwing pencils up there and see if they could stick them into the tiles. Yeah, we, we, we wanted that so badly. Yeah. We, didn't, we didn't get that. We didn't have the tiles. So what you had was all this exposed, you know, like uh, conduits and, uh, and, and all these things, but... There were these, and I don't even know what the hell it was, but there were these hard, almost stalactites of of black drips that were hardened, great, coming down from the ceiling or whatever the hell was on top of it, and and if you threw a pencil, you could you know knock it down, and it right. was like this 
this dried shellac or tar, wow. some, something you'd find in a tar pit, mm-hmm. you know, where like uh, like prehistoric animals would would have choked on. And that was that, that was my high school. Is it, it was still disgust- there? Does it still exist, or have they improved your high school since? They I was going to say, they- you'd have a lawsuit if you could go back and get photographs of that or whatever. My high school is so bad. Mm-hmm. Things have gotten so... They have actually condemned some of the athletic fields wow. in my high school. And again, have they made improvements since, or is it still in disrepair? It's <laughs> still in disrepair. Go take photographs. you got a lawsuit. I'm not driving it's all your, the way out there for that. It's your payday, Bax. There's, pl- there's plenty of people in town that have uh, have the right to do that. But, you know, it, 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 but it's disgusting. It's disgusting that, that actual education is expected in that building. Mm-hmm. And that's why the numbers have gone into the crapper. Yeah. And we've got our own issues here at the radio station, by the way, with mold and other problems. But oh, I don't know what you're talking about. It this, ain't being this, fixed. This building is uh, state of the art. Forget about $26 million in repairs. I'd just take about, I don't know, ten grand or something like that. 25 bucks should co- uh, cover the entire cost of repair. A <laughs> little bit of expansion foam. Just cover it up. <laughs> expansion foam is not a thing for everybody or for every job hey i've got five covid stories coming your way starting right. with this one right here from boston where the new mayor michelle Wu on tuesday defended the new indoor covid19 vaccine mandate that's for customers of restaurants and other businesses it went into effect over the weekend she's arguing that this move is the best tool to protect public health and that many owners of restaurants and other businesses sought clear rules that leveled the playing field and kept workers and customers safe so so, so what what's the deal is it is it all like in order to work at a restaurant you have to be vaccinated or just to be a customer here's the city policy all right you're now required if you are a patron 12 and older, a patron, 12 and older of a restaurant, a sporting event, a gym, a theater, or other venues, you must now provide proof of at least one dose of vaccination. You must have your vaccination card. You must present it to enter, oh, I don't know, TD Garden in Boston to go watch the Celtics or the Bruins play a game or go to a restaurant in Boston or anything else for that matter. All right, but... uh... Would that prevent you from going to like a grocery store? You know, because people because I know for a fact that there are people who are unvaccinated who get hungry, too. It says businesses. I would I you know, that's a, a good question. I would assume that it's all encompassing. At this I would point. think so. And again, patrons 12 and under. If you're under 12, you don't need to prove anything. And you're not going to apparently you're not going to uh, confer a. A what horrible kind of, disease on anyone at that age. What kind of shape is your vaccination card? Fine. Yeah? Yeah. You, you keep good care of it? Well, plus I have a digital version of it, a photo of it on, yeah, my, a lot of, on a, my phone. But a lot of places won't take that. Really? No, they actually want the card. So in other words, you've got to carry around a card somewhere that's going to get frayed and destroyed as opposed to digital proof of that. Listen. That's I, ridiculous. I lose my keys about four times a week. Mm-hmm. And they're always in the same place. Right. But I'm always losing them. My vaccination card, I know where it is now. Yeah. But I can see myself losing it, yeah. dropping it somewhere, yep. getting destroyed, sure. and then all of a sudden I'm not able to go out for a for a for a meal. Which is why I took a photograph of it and I thought that would suffice, but apparently not. Mine uh hasn't been used at all. It's sitting above the visor on the driver's side of my car. Ah, uh, yeah. See, I went to a a, a show in 
Fall River, mm-hmm. where they where the a photograph of your vaccination card was not sufficient. Really? You actually had wow. to present the physical copy of it, hmm. which, of course, you were told not to laminate. Right. So, of course, oh, is that part of it, too? You're not supposed to even laminate it. No. What's because, wrong with that? Because they thought once, if a booster was going to be necessary, they'd have to add that to the card. And if it were laminated, there's no way to add that to your existing card. I gotcha. So people were told not to laminate. Now, okay. you, could, you could put it in a lanyard and like a little you know, clear envelope sure. type of thing. That sure. might work. Okay. But you know, people's cards have got to be pretty nasty by this point. I would think. COVID story number two. Americans clamoring for those free at-home COVID tests can now order them a little early on the federal website, covidtests.gov. So this is a day before the official launch by the Biden administration. Uh, They made the site available in a, quote, beta phase, according to the White House, which said the move is, quote, a standard part of the process typically as it's being Kind of tested, yeah. In the early stages of being rolled out, end quote. I've had a couple of people tell me that they've uh, they've tried it and it was uh, easy to sign up for. But you know what they haven't told you is it's still going to take seven to twelve days for you to receive your tests, right? And uh, that hasn't happened yet. So you know, don't get too uh, too caught up in the success of that early part of it. Well, no, I, I had success getting a couple of tests at CVS. You said you've stockpiled them at home, right? Well, I got hundreds of thousands of them in my you house. You could go in the black market for that. You should maybe put some in the trunk of your car and go to a specific location in yeah. Western Mass and just open up for business. Well, that was my plan all along to sell them for at least tw- you know two, three times their normal price mm-hmm. and you know sell them on the black market. I thought that would be a good idea. All right. I'm also told that there is an Access My Vaccination Record website uh, in the state, you know, myvaxrecords.mass.gov, and that that has your vaccination record, so you could present that. Well, but you still have to print it out because they want a, 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 a paper copy of the whole thing, right? They yeah. want a hard copy. Right. Hmm. Yeah, but at some point, whatever copy you're using is going to get frayed and destroyed. It's ridiculous. Yeah, absolutely. COVID story number three. Yes. The Biden administration will begin distributing 400 million N95 masks, which offer the greatest protection against COVID-19. We were talking about that earlier today. Those masks will be distributed for free beginning next week. The masks will be available at pharmacies and local health centers, according to CNN. While many Americans have used cloth masks since the beginning of the pandemic, Many of the higher quality face coverings were in short supply. Well, not anymore. Public health officials now advocating the use of the N95s. And so you'll be able to access those very soon. Wow. Thanks to the White House. I'm so glad I uh, invested in so many uh, <laughs> so many masks that will do me absolutely no good. Yeah. Although I, mean, I did see a guy who uh, the mask had this like scrolling electronic sign on it so you mm-hmm. can like add your own your own words so it kind of looked like uh, one of those overhead signs in the mass pike nice you know telling you to, to watch you you know use your blinker or uh, you know <laughs> clean the barnacle off uh, the bottom of your boat but he had, he had like a message like uh, that was scrolling across his face I, that's kind of cool probably doesn't protect him from anything but it's a pretty badass look lobster rolls 495 yeah yeah i got you i'd, I'd be you go. in for that hey the 400 million masks that are the N95 variety, represent more than half of the 750 million N95s that are stored in something called the Strategic National Stockpile. 
which is the United States' repository of medical supplies. Really? Just waiting. Just like It's like Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. They've got medical supplies by the millions and hundreds of millions just waiting to be distributed, and they're holding them back from us rather than disseminating God, them that, to the wouldn't public. Wouldn't that be great if you got yeah. like the golden ticket to yeah, that? Right. You're Augustus Gloop, and you get sucked up into a giant tube of chocolate, mm. or you know, in this case, it'd be, uh, I don't know, Mercurochrome or something like that. The Strategic National Stockpile of Medicine. I love it. Yeah, that's cool. Who, who, who wouldn't want to go there for a school feed field trip, for crying out loud? Uh, COVID story, where are we? COVID story number four. Canadians are seeing an unprecedented rise in COVID-19 cases logged across its country, and along with it, a sharp increase in demand for the RATs, the RATs, the Rapid Antigen Tests. Ah, yes. We've been talking about all sorts of these tests. Well, now these devices offer the -the on-the-spot results, the same type that I used at home that I got from CVS. Right. The kinds that you're going to apply to be able to get from the government right now if you choose to. The problem is disposal of these on-the-spot test kits. Oh, yeah. And right. Didn't even, didn't even think about that. Exactly. Neither did I. Well, I just dumped mine in storm drains around the area. <laughs> well, you shouldn't be doing that, Bax. Apparently. Oh, the, now you tell me. These test kits should be disposed of as biohazardous waste at, quote, authorized disposal sites, according to a professor of earth science at the University of Toronto. You know, you, nobody's doing that, right? Well, of course. I mean, everybody who's got a home kit is just tossing it in the trash. Well, she admits that, this scientist. She says it's highly unlikely that people will have, quote, segregated garbage for biohazardous waste. But she says that is the ideal because not only, you know, do you have the tainted Q-tips and whatever else, you've got certain chemicals in those little test yeah, tubes that are hazardous. You're not supposed to put the Q-tips near your taint. That, that That's going to give you a false positive. <laughs> you're right. Maybe that's where I went wrong. Now, doesn't the uh, doesn't the virus just kind of uh, you know, lose its strength after a period of time? I would think like, so. Like naturally? I would think so. Like it loses its... Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm, 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 a- I'm asking like I know what I'm talking about, mm-hmm. but I'm just saying, I mean, if you hold on to it for a few days, mm-hmm. it's probably not dangerous. Right. Okay, so then you can dispose of it anywhere, in other words. Or you make tea out of it. Well, I don't know if you want to go that far. I wouldn't want to go that far. Listen, having it once is just about enough for me. Mm-hmm. I'm uh, totally anti, uh, staunchly anti-COVID. And just in case, Bax, where are the authorized disposal sites for biohazardous waste here in our community do we know anyone does anyone know where to dispose of that stuff um i don't no. I'm, I'm, I'm asking legitimately is there I honestly a- don't i don't know if there's a public disposal for biohazard uh you know substances in the area well maybe there's a money-making venture I, in there I, I wouldn't i wouldn't put it in one of them blue mailboxes that the usps has to deal with mm-hmm. i i wouldn't put it in uh in and like your red box machine where you're returning your your DVD. No. I don't know I don't know what you do. All right. Well, somebody knows about biohazardous disposal sites here in Western Mass in Connecticut, let us know. And COVID story number five. There's a new dating hack being made possible by the pandemic. A woman in the UK is going viral after she used a fake COVID test result to get out of a bad date she was on. So she's on this date in a pub, and she goes to the bathroom when she realizes she doesn't want to be with this guy. Right. She gets a friend to text her fake 
test results. So it looks like she tested positive for COVID-19, and she rushes back out of the bathroom, shows her date, the phone. Look, I'm, I'm positive. I'm, I'm dangerous. The guy flees the bar, never to be seen again. And she goes up and meets up with that friend, goes to another club and hooks up with a different guy. Now, does she change the contact name so that it looks like it's a yes. legitimate? Yes. Okay, good. Yes. So, she's so thinking it's, really. She's, so, so it's not like, oh, you just received a positive test from no. Heather? No. No. She, she goes ahead. She thinks it through to its conclusion and does just what you're suggesting there. So she's obviously become very good at this well you must not have had high hopes for the date to begin with if that's uh, if that's the case i guess right but there's a way out now wow. if you're on a bad date interesting there's a tip for those of you who are seeking love highs in the low 40s for today with a mixture of sun and clouds i'm dave coombs filling in for steve nagel that's news to me on rock 102 Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's just about 8.53 with the Scorpions with Bax and Dave Coombs on Rock 102. Show us your lighters. Show us your lighters. Highs in the low 40s today with sun and clouds and then a little colder for the rest of the week starting tomorrow. You brought up a good question uh, earlier about, uh, you know, what do you do? With the uh, with the cat with the with the tests yeah. with the rapid tests yeah the uh, RATs the rats the rap the rapid antigen tests I mean if you're swabbing your nostrils right mm-hmm. and uh, you're positive well what do you do to get rid of it that's right the test itself I mean it's got not only your own potentially hazardous COVID bacteria on there but it's also filled with chemicals that should be disposed of properly yeah. right so we were asking so where do you where do you put it is there like a public place for a biohazard uh, biohazardous dumping and someone suggested that uh, it's bondi's island okay because if anyone knows what to do with gross stuff it's bondi's island okay yeah so there you go so a little bit of a little bit of a, of a public service. So everything from uh, you know from paint that you don't want yeah. in the bottom of a can to yeah. a, a to a rapid antigen test. You know, it's interesting. We're talking about swabbing too because uh, yesterday I got a haircut mm-hmm. at uh, Tony's here in East Lawn Meadow. Uh, you know, they always do a great cut. But, you know, I've always said that one of the best things they do is they also do uh, nostril waxing. <laughs> Wait, they do that. Th- I know you were talking about. It. I didn't realize they do it there. That's the place that's in the shopping plaza. Uh, just after, right just ac- after the the. The roundabout, right? Yeah, right across from uh, from center field. I've, so yeah, I've yeah. done it. I've yeah. done it. I so, go there. That's my place. You go there. I think at your suggestion. Well, but, there you go. But, See, but I don't. I don't do the nostril. Oh, waxing. dude, you gotta no, do it. No, no, you gotta do it. No. I, I'm telling you, no. it's you know, for a guy like me who uh, happens to have uh, swarthy Mediterranean skin, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I sprout hair like you would not freaking believe. I got, I'm I'm hairy high and low. Don't ask me why. Because I don't know. All right, Mr. Broadway. But I'll tell you, uh, what they do is they take like these popsicle stick things and they dip it in the uh, the hot wax mm-hmm. and they put it in your nostril and they, they make sure they get to, you know, everything they can. Mm-hmm. And then they yank it right out of you. And then, uh, so, and yesterday, I I, I, I realized, so I, t- I text the, the, the lady who, I, who cuts my hair, Jen, mm-hmm. she does a great job. And uh, I realized I hadn't had a haircut. Mm-hmm. Since just before the Mayflower Marathon in November, wow! Because you know all these things are going on, all these health calamities, and uh, like hey, never got around to it. You could grow the mullet, which is coming back for twenty twenty two, but that's a different story. If I hold, if I put my uh, my my hand on my nose and blow, hair will grow out of my head. <laughs> so uh, so that also means that my my nose hair mm-hmm. uh, was also growing, and so you know she waxed it yesterday and pulled out what looked like. 
a Brillo pad out oh, of this stick. Oh, you don't want to look at it, you do you? Let Come me tell you. Oh, yeah, I have to look at God. it. You got to see what's coming out of it. God. Let me tell you something. These nostrils mm. are as smooth as a baby's bottom. Come here. Hey, take, come on. Take, take, take your fingers. <laughs> no, no. Feel it. no I, come on, Dave. Come I'm, on. I'm right? good. I'll Put, get my N95 a, fingers and mask on Come first. on. Be a, be a man. Stick your finger in my nostril and tell me that doesn't feel smooth. Come I will on. not do it, folks. I do will it. not do it. Do it. I'm not even going to pretend to do it and engage in some radio Tom Fuller, it. but listen, how you're, permanent? You're clearly not being a team player here, how, Dave. How permanent is it, by the way? It's not permanent. Be, I so, gotta, so, in other words, just get one of the things that I have, which is the Norelco, whatever it is, there, and zzz, get the hair out of there that way. I've done that, and you know what? It doesn't have nearly the satisfaction of pulling out a popsicle stick out of your nostrils mm-hmm. and having like a big wad of hair all over it. That oh. is so. Fantastic. Well, now, my so, big problem is the ear hair. Will they do the ear hair there as well with the waxing well, at Tony's or she, not? She she doesn't do it with the wax. She'll you know uh, take care of that with the clippers. Gotcha. But, uh, okay. But with the nostril, you really got to get up there, Ugh. and you can't you can't shove. You know, those trimmers are great, but they don't really do the whole the whole thing. Plus, there's stubble. Yeah, they're stubble. I know. And so, like, if you're rubbing your nose or blowing your nose, it's like it's stubbly, and I don't like the feel of that. <laughs> but you wax these nostrils, and I'm telling you what, that is the to me, it's the most enjoyable part mm. of the haircut. All right, there's only so much that can be done with this uh, with this mop, this I'll, dippity do that I got. But, I'll take oh, your word for it. Let me tell you something. And I'll take your word on what it feels like. It's glorious. Me, and some people say, well, that must hurt. Like. <laughs> Listen, sometimes uh, there's pain and pleasure mixed together. Yeah, it's a, it's a small price to pay for silky smooth nostrils. Love is pain. Uh, hey, there's a big event coming up to the Big E this weekend. It's going to be the Auto Parts Swap and Sell. It's uh, Saturday and Sunday at uh, the Eastern States Exposition in uh, Springfield. Goes on In West Springfield. Goes on from uh, 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. We happen to have a four-pack of tickets right now. To the tenth caller at two nine three one zero two one, the auto parts swap and sell. Good luck to you on Rock one zero two. Bourbon Barbecue and Blues is back on Saturday, February fifth, from six to nine p.m. at the Delaney House in Holyoke. 